Because I can control the weather, they call me Storm. Welcome to This Week in Nerd News, your one-stop shop for all of the pop culture you may have missed this week. Brought to you by the Black Nerd Problems Broadcasting Network. I'm your host, Victoria Bertine. And I am your host, Mikkel Snyder. How you doing this week, Mikkel? I'm good. Like, holistically. Like, it's, it's hard to be bad right now. Everything is, like, cooling down. It's no longer, like, summer heat. It's now, like, that fall cool. How about you? How are things on, on your side of the globe? pretty all right. Uh, We're actually kind of going back up in heat right now because we had monsoons that went cool and now we get a little bit more heat. But then by like October, we should be cooling down again. So, uh, but things can grow right now in the desert because there has been rain. So that's very nice. The weather is fascinating right now because of reasons. It's so fascinating. But you know what's more fascinating? Is it Mad Libs? You know it is, because whenever I'm a co-host, it's time for more (laughs) Mad Libs of News Headlines. The trivia game that we play, because you read a headline and you're just sort of like, what are we, what are we doing here? What, what is happening? We got five questions, uh, we'll we'll see, we'll see the difficulty curve. This was a weird week (laughs) in, in in nerd news, so, um, I tried to, I tried to give you some, some leads, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Okay. As you know, this week also had the Emmys happen, and one of the things at the Emmys uh, during the award ceremony is that Kenan Thompson danced to a remix of this TV procedural's main theme, which was made even more hilarious and uncomfortable by the fact that John Oliver's Last Week Tonight did a segment on the series the day before. Okay, I do in fact know this one. We know Victoria, so it's not because I watched the Emmys, <laughs> but it is because I watched John Oliver's last week tonight. Um, I'm going to go with Law & Order. That is correct. There is a minute video of Keenan Thompson dancing to a remix of Law & Order, which is just a very, it was very a weird sentence. Mm-hmm. That's a choice. One for one. Great start. Woo-hoo. This one, this one's a little bit more abstract, but you you have more okay. opportunities to to get the point, quote unquote. So, okay. Business Insider provided a report on the prototypical Costco shopper in the U.S. What are your best guesses on race, age range, marital status, level of education, and salary? Oh my goodness! Okay. If you get any one of these rights, uh, I'll, I'll give you the point, and then if you get all of them right, you get two. Alright, okay. Bonus points opportunity. I'm a sucker for extra credit. Okay. I'm gonna go real basic. I'm gonna go white, like 40s to 60s. Oh, I don't know about marital status. I'm gonna skip that one and come back. Level of education, I'm gonna say some college. And salary... Like like thirty to sixty k. I'm gonna go thirty to sixty k. Alright, so marital status. Mm, no, I'm gonna say not married. Like single, for whatever reason, single. You're gonna be so shocked when I read all of the things that a typical Costco shopper is. Okay, I feel like I got none. Yeah. Um. So according to this report <laughs> from Business Insider, the typical shopper at Costco in the U.S 
is an Asian American woman between 35 and 44 who is married, typically with a four-year degree or level of higher education, and earns more than 125,000 a year. Cow. Wait, what? Yeah, this this was shocking when I read this report. I'm gonna be honest. I don't think that I've ever met a single person. No, I, I had. I feel like I have tutored for a few families <laughs> that might fit mm-hmm. that demographic. Yeah, nope, nope. <laughs> Not what I was going for. No. Although, to be honest, I've never been to a Costco. We have Sam's, so I was just going by what Sam's are. The Sam's have the like an exclusive membership type deal going on? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. It, it, is, it is kind of the same thing, except Sam's were before Costco, and Sam's are connected to Walmart somehow. I don't remember how. I, I wouldn't worry too much about it. Um, yeah. That is very interesting. That is not... I associate, like, Costco and Sam's with, like, we broke, let's get five of us together because one of us has a membership, and we're just going to buy everything in bulk. So the funny thing is, is that, like, St. Louis is building a Costco right now, and I'm thinking that exact same thing. It's like, I don't need a membership by myself because I am, in fact, one person. But maybe I I probably have like several resources. But conversely, that that does mean that, like, people who do have, like, resources is sort of like, I can save even more money in egregious manners. And this is just smart economic planning. It it is. It is smart economic planning. Um, Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, I got zero points. That that one was a tough one. That was a tough one. And, and, uh, Sam's is not Costco is is what we've learned today. Sam's is not Costco. So, completely missing the point of the original series that it's mm-hmm. based on, Netflix mm-hmm. put out a casting call for the Squid Games The Challenge, their reality television show, where 456 players compete for this grand prize of this much. I'm sorry, I'm just... I'm caught on the fact that they were like, oh, this horror thing that is a satire? Mm-hmm. Of everything that's wrong yep. with our world? Yep. Let's do it, but for real. This was the final casting call, if that makes you feel better or worse. Like, they, they did not get enough people to sign up the first time around. And now oh. they're asking for more. Okay. I am a little bit confused by wording. I'm assuming it's a mo- monetary yes. grand prize? So, there is a monetary grand prize of X amount of dollars. Okay. How, how many dollars do you think? Did you watch Squid Games? You know that's too much horror for me. I'm aware of what happens. Sometimes you surprise me. Sometimes Keith surprised me. Like, his favorite movie is Gremlins. Like, we contain multitudes. That's true. I feel like I could watch Squid Game with other people. Fair. I currently don't have other people to watch it with. Like, in my... Like, I can't... Like, virtual people... Mm-hmm. That's not enough. No. We gotta have you need a next to me people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that one. Um, I I don't know. I feel like it's a one with significant numbers of zeros, uh, but I don't remember if it's a million dollars or like a hundred thousand dollars. 
um, let's go with the drag race answer and say a hundred thousand dollars. Your initial instinct was more correct. Um, it's <laughs> it's for four point five six million dollars. Oh my god! So about a hundred thousand dollars per competitor. Which, again, this should not be happening. This goes no. completely against everything that the show was talking about. But that's neither here nor can there. I, can I just say, though, that that feels completely on brand, like, for America yes, as a country. Yes, completely, completely. You have done this thing that's really great. We didn't get it. Let's make it about money and capitalism. Yep. <laughs> the worst part is that this is the second time this has happened because a YouTuber tried this. Uh, I just... Moving on. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. I'm not doing great. That's okay. This was a rough week. I I am getting filled with more existential dread, so that's a thing. Well, maybe this one will help, because Keanu Reeves is slated to star in yet another Long Gap sequel, as he's returning to this uh, fantasy movie based on a beloved DC character. I know this, because it's one of my favorite movies one of my favorite characters. I was very sad. There was a TV show for a while mm-hmm. that I was very sad that it got canceled. And we know I'm not a DC person, so this is like my DC thing. Uh-huh. Constantine is coming back. I'm so excited. What a weird sentence. I'm happy about it because like Keanu Reeves and anything is like great and like yeah, it's a not a good adaptation of Constantine comics character, but like as a movie itself, yes. it, it was good. It was fun, and Keanu Reeves did a good job in the role. So Yes, I agree with all of those things. Also, another thing that's very on brand for, like, wait, Constantine's coming back from the dead after, like, 15 years? Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Perfect sense. So. All right, so two for two. Okay. You, get, you yeah. have a chance mm-hmm. to come out the break even, or break mm, not yeah. even, something. Anyways. Yeah, I, so. maybe. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. So, this is a true or false. Okay. The National reports that the Stone of Destiny will be moved to London for King Charles's coronation. Um, okay. See, this is this is one of those that you do those things to me where you're like <laughs> one of these words is incorrect, so technically the whole thing is false. <sighs> All right. Um I feel like many of the crown jewels are going to be moved to London. Is the coronation London? I feel like it is. I don't remember. See? You make me overthink these things because I know how you play this game. Okay. I'm going to go with false because I think it's called something different. I don't think it's the Stone of Destiny. No, see, that that's the worst part, because it is just the Stone of Destiny. Oh my god, okay, alright. I've been metagaming how y'all play and just been copying things verbatim now. Uh, see? Uh, okay, alright. I'm gonna stop doing true and falses, because I keep SATing y'all and I feel bad <laughs> afterwards. Okay, so this is true? Yes, they are moving the Stone of Destiny from Scotland temporarily to London before returning it back to, to the Scots. Is it actually the Scots? Does it, like, belong to the Scots? Or is this something that we stole from someplace else and then just house in Scotland? 
I I think it belongs to the Scots and it was actually stolen from the Scots in like a very controversial thing. And then London said, so like, we're going to give it back to you, but we would like it back on like special occasions. It's like, okay, I get it's weird. It's weird. It's also called the Stone of Destiny, which is which is very much like not a thing that like should be a thing in like 2022, in my opinion. Yeah, it feels like a thing that should be like an adventure romance novel. Exactly. But I digress, so we'll take a short break and then come back to a big ticket item. And we are back, uh, fresh off of my loss of Mad Libs or News Headlines. Uh, You know, we're going to go from weird capitalism colonialism news to news that makes me very excited and that is that we got the official trailer and an official release date for moon girl and double dinosaur i feel like we've been talking about this for literally years now but also time is fake so maybe it's been a couple of weeks no it's it's definitely been at least a year But I just wanted to take a minute, I know that I've talked about Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur before, but I wanted to take a minute to kind of break down, now that we've seen the actual trailer, some of the reasons why I feel like this title is so important. So, the animation, I'm going to get to the content, don't worry, I'm going to get to the content. But I'm going to start with the animation style, because it is non-traditional, and I love that. It's a little bit more sketchy, and it still gives vibes of, like, there were definitely a few scenes that I was like, this is proud family, right? Like, I just kind of got those nostalgic vibes. But it's still new and fresh, and it feels relatable, and it feels like it comes from a culture, not like, this is how I was taught to animate things in school and I, I love that and I think that we've seen that before in a lot in a couple of different things I think that a lot of Cartoon Network things right like Dexter's Lab has weirdly shaped people right like we've got a lot of things like that but I really felt that in this animation style and I love it I don't love Disney generally <laughs> because capitalism But as far as release format, so I mentioned The Proud Family earlier. That's not something that I got to partake in as a child because it was on cable and it wasn't something that I had access to. And obviously there will be young folks throughout the nation and throughout the world who do not have access to this. But the fact that it is being released on both the Disney Channel and Disney Plus means that more people are going to have access to that and that that representation is going to go somewhere and that makes me really really happy because told you we're coming around to content having a having a black girl a 13 year old black girl who is just hella smart just like smarter than everybody else and who is navigating coming to terms with her own genius within herself but also what it means for how she interacts with her family and how she interacts with her friends 
that is so important and that I just man like to have access to that as a young girl to to see that like it is cool to be smart and it is okay and like the friends that stick around like not everybody's gonna stick around and that's valid too and the friends who do stick around are gonna be great like that is absolutely amazing do I think that we should necessarily (laughs) look forward to time portal dinosaur pets probably not But if you had one, that would be pretty cool, especially if that meant that you could fight crime. And so I just, the content is amazing. The fact that it is being released in a way that is going to be accessible to so many people, like yes, definitely young folks, but people who just didn't have that before and are are on their healing journey now as adults who can have that, I think that's amazing. And you get to see this awesome superhero and her dinosaur sidekick saving the Lower East Side and interacting with a whole new generation of Marvel superheroes and I just think that that's absolutely amazing. And this might all sound a little bit familiar because we said really similar things about titles like Into the Spider-Verse and this idea of kind of like black animation and titles that are forcing space for stories and styles, honestly, that have historically been overlooked or dismissed or like that's not good enough. And now we are seeing a bunch of other things that are like, well, we'll give this a chance because we already have something that was in this style that did really well. And so I love like that forcible wedge of like, no, this is so good that you're gonna listen and I'm just really excited because I really think that the, the ripples of Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur are just going to expand in all directions. Like, I think it's going to change how we look at things that have come before. I think it's going to give room for projects on either side to, to come up. And I think that moving forward, it's just going to inspire so many folks. That's my soapbox. How do you feel, Mikkel? I feel like you are completely right. <laughs> it was a good soapbox. I, I have nothing that much more to add. It does it does feel like we've been talking about this series for a really long time because it's been <laughs> yeah. it's been a really long time. Like last year we got our first promotional images of mm-hmm. something that they had been talking about for some some units of time before then, but to actually have a release date like within like I think it's February 2023 is when this is officially released. February 10th on Disney Channel and then they said shortly after that to Disney Plus so I'd assume by March it will be on Disney Plus. I have one of the volume trades of Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur because it was recommended by one of the uh, Black Nerd Problem staff. It's a great book. It's a great character. And, like, the animation of this is, like, heavily stylized, and it's really cool, and it really, really uh, tracks the eye. And I'm I'm just very excited, because the animated series, like, they're they're some of my favorites to watch. And, like, uh, on Disney+, Plus, you have stuff like Owl House, Amphibia, Gravity Falls, just a lot of great cartoons that have, like, the bravery to do a lot of things that, like, you know, live action doesn't always do, because there are other constraints in play. 
So I'm really, I'm really looking forward to, to this as well. Woohoo! And to wrap up the episode, it's time for our not so padded and lightning round where we are gonna shoot off some more headlines just to keep you on the know without talking about things for 10 plus minutes. So, for some reason, Sony Pictures announced that there is a new Karate Kid movie slated for June 7th, 2024, but the sequel reboot thing <laughs> has no connections with Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai, currently one of my favorite television shows on air, is currently on Netflix and its fifth season just dropped earlier this month. Go watch that. I will hold judgment about the Karate Kid movie until until further information is released. One Piece, the beloved anime, is having a banner week as it was announced that its latest theatrical entry, Red, would be stateside November 3rd, and that tickets would be going on sale in October, but also... They're, this franchise is collaborating with Lush to make One Piece themed bath bombs because pirate themed, I guess. I don't, I don't know. I just discovered this today, and I just had to mention it. Abbott Elementary, the beloved ABC comedy series about teachers, returns on September 21st this week. Very excited about that, and excited to watch the full season order, 20 plus episodes. It's gonna be great. The Great British Bake Off once again has started airing on Netflix, and now you can get your weekly dose of wholesome baking antics every Friday. And tying everything together, it was announced that Manny Ancito, the former Good Place star, has been cast opposite Amanda Steinberg and the newly minted Emmy winger Ling Jong Jae from Squid Game in the Disney Plus' Star Wars series The Alkalite. All of these words are very exciting to me. Very, very much a joyful uh, rejoicing when I saw the headline. So, if you'd like to hear our thoughts on these topics or anything else in nerd news, feel free to tweet us at BlackNerdProblems with the hashtag TWINN. That was This Week in Nerd News, your one-stop shop for all pop culture. I'm your host, Mikkel Snyder. And I'm your host, Victoria Vertin. And please remember to like, comment, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll catch you next week. Bye!